I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, if you haven't checked out the Golf Clearance Outlet, then you, I can guarantee you this, are missing out. And if you have, well, you know what we're talking about. Great time to drop in because with all the new equipment released in January, Good old Sam at the Golf Clearance Outlet is licking his lips because the stores are chock full of 2023 branded clearance product. And you know that was a hell of a year for golf equipment, Nick. You're spot on there, Mark. There's heaps of gear for righties, of course. But as you know, I am a lefty, so there's a heap of gear for lefties Mm. as well. And plenty for both men and women. And... If you're after a great Prezi idea, you can get gift cards in-store or online. So if you're looking for great golf gear and great prices, the Golf Clearance Outlet needs to be in your plans to go and check it out. See the team in-store at Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth or online golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. It's that simple, Nick. Can't wait. Hang on, hang on, Nick. I thought you were righty putting now. Oh, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) It's week 45 of the golfing calendar. And if you're after some Chrissy ideas for a mate or a loved one or maybe even for yourself, we can highly recommend getting a ping club fitting from your local golf shop or professional. It's top-of-the-line gear, and you better believe ping will absolutely help you play your best. And the Golf Clearance Outlet, whose massive Black November sale is on all this month in store and online with new deals added daily. Go to golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. Now, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, couple of young kids just trying to make their way in this crazy old world. Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. This is Talk Birdie to me. Hang on, hang on. Can you turn my ear up, please? Thank you. Yeah, just turn mine down a little fraction. There we go. There we go. Good. All Perfect. right, just... Uh, yeah, that's good. Oh, hang on. What the hell? Now I can't hear anything. No, you got nothing. I am good to go. In a second. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. What's with the lack of wine today, by the way, Nick? Yeah. I'm sorry? Very disappointing with the lack of wine. Uh, New Zealanders will keep New winning. <laughs> so. we, we didn't have any Aussie winners in, internationally. Well, we can't toast a Kiwi? We did. Uh, well, well, we probably could. Yeah, we probably could. But, we probably uh, could. Also. No, I was, I was rushed out the door and I forgot it. Um, my apologies. But oh. ne- next week. You were rushed out <laughs> the door? You know what? It'll be nice if one of you blokes bloody bought a bottle <laughs> yes. of wine, by the way. That is true. Welcome. Two weeks ago... Camilo Vajagas was 223rd in the FedEx Cup. So, nowhere. He's limited. He was limited to just 10 PGA Tour starts due to a past champion status that he had. And he had about 18 Corn Ferry Tour starts as well to get going. He was nowhere. Last week, he finished tied second. This week, he has a win. And now, Camilo Vajagas... Once upon a time, a poster boy of world golf has come back mm. like very few that we've ever seen, Nick. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Well, we've already done our top five comeback players yeah, of the year, but if we redo it ever again, he's certainly up there. 
He's got to be. Yeah. I mean, when, when you think about what happened, and now, and now that he's done this, of course, I go back and have a look at his career. That's his fifth win on the PGA Tour. I, I forgot this. His first two wins were in the FedEx Cup championships. Really? Yeah. So he won the prelim and the granny. He won the BMW. BMW. Yep. Then he went on to win the Tour Championship. There is, there's his first two. One, two others. Then went... Yeah, I yeah. mean, everything happened, didn't it? Well, it's it? been nine years since he won the Wyndham Championship, I think it was. And yeah. obviously, a few years ago, lost his daughter, who was 20 months old, Mia. Yep. Mia. Unfortunately, to cancer. Um, a brain tumour and a tumour in a spine. Yeah, it was just... It was horrible. awful. Horrible. I mean, and the, tu- the whole tour, they really got behind, obviously, the, the Jagger's family, as they do, and gave them their full support. So everyone, mm. everyone was just hoping... He, yeah. w- he would get across the line. I think after his really good finish in the previous week, he said he couldn't believe the amount of text messages yeah. and messages that he'd gone. And he, he never won, but he had, he had a yeah. really good result. And it just goes to show the love and support for the guy. And he is, he's one of the nice guys out there. And yeah. I think I mentioned yeah. last week, he's one of the fittest too. It's yeah. crazy how well, ripped I, this guy is. I, I've, you know, it's all over social media now. And, I'm, of course, I follow every golf channel possible, mm. even the stupid golf channels. I follow them as well. <laughs> But just as far as his fitness is concerned, when he met his wife, what he was doing, he wasn't cycling 100 kilometres to see her. It was 100 miles. Oh, yeah. I think he even went out at one point. I remember he went out with Lance Armstrong and did some rides with him. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. But he did admit afterwards, he said, yeah, this guy's in another <laughs> league. That's for sure. But, uh, well, there might have been some other stuff going on there as well. I remember seeing him about 10, 12 weeks ago. And it was, you know, it was in the first or second round. And, you know, they showed him he was in a reasonable group. And he was, he was going to miss the cut by a, a long, long way. And I thought, oh, well, it's nice to see him, you know. But his game is cooked. Because he's well and truly, he's miles and miles over par. And I reckon I saw him even with a microphone to where he might have been walking fairways somewhere. Yeah, I think I he thought, was doing oh, a bit of commentary. He yeah, was. Yeah. Actually, he was in the booth, I remember, That's at right. one tournament. That's right. Yeah, correct. A lot of it was around at that time, He and, and I was reading a bit about it. He said, I was trying to force the game and I was trying to chase it. And the last few weeks or the last couple of months, he said he's kind of sat back and let the game come to him. Now, it's obviously not that easy, no, but no, but when not. you don't push and you don't force things, it's amazing how it can turn yeah. around. And I will say this. I mean, his last round, if you didn't see it, it was it's you know, spectacular. Clean sheet, four birdies on the front, two on the back. Um, did everything right. You know, did, uh, kept gnawing away. Yep. Well done. And Schmidt as well. Did you yeah. see uh, Mike Waite was on Schmidt's back? In no, the, I didn't. The, he was on the, I didn't. In the sponge. Final, sponge, yeah. He was in the final group, <laughs> waiting at the back of the green to give him a nice little uh, congratulate. Sponge listens to our podcast, you know. Oh, does he? Yeah, big hello oh, to you, Sponge. Oh, You're well, a good man. Well nice done, to see Mike. you. Yeah, uh, of course, we, we first mentioned Sponge because he makes the bar stools out of old Correct. tour bags. Yeah, I've got one at home. <laughs> I've got my bar stool uh, ping golf bag. They do look impressive. Those <laughs> things are great. Yeah. I think we posted one, didn't you we? did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's they're right. really cool. Anyway, yeah. just to see him back in action and to see the full range of the old Camillo. Uh, I didn't mm. see the Spider-Man. I didn't see him. Uh, no, I'm not sure he does that like that. I didn't see that, but I did see a stinger. I, I did see the uh, the follow-throughs. Yeah. I, I, I saw the theatrics that he used to play with that maybe not put on. Maybe they're part of his game. I, I, it doesn't. A lot, s- of, a lot of club twirls going on. A lot of club twirls, a yep. lot of hands you know, fingers mm. pointing, you know, all the stuff that made him so great to watch and, and 
like I said, a poster boy of the world of golf 15 years ago. Yeah. And he speaks so well, too. His, his post-round interview was very impressive. Craig Perks, another, yep. New, Ze- another yep. New Zealander. By yep. the way, what a week for New Zealanders, but we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get to them. He, uh, he did a great interview with him and let him sort of bare his soul a bit at the end, and it was, it was fantastic to see. But Camilla, he's got that real slow backswing, bit of pause, yeah. and then the speed and acceleration. Very impressive. Well, he's part of my masterclass. It's my turn Is this he? week, yes. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a little clue. Okay. Chubbs Peterson, who was the coach of Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Okay. He used to tell Happy that it's Apollo all Creed. in the hips. It's all in the <laughs> hips. It's all in the hips. So Camillo's swing, I just love what he does with his hips. It gives him some space. Anyway, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Beautiful. Just when he spoke to Craig Perks afterwards, one thing stuck out for me. Um, when he started talking about Mia, uh, his daughter that passed, I was expecting some, some tears or expecting some emotion. But you know what? You could just see he was at peace with it. Mm. And and maybe that's a piece of his puzzle that fell in the place. And, and the way he spoke about it, you know, there was, there was no hint of his emotions overwhelming him. And, and sometimes that has to happen, doesn't it? Sometimes you just have to be done with something that's a part of your life that we can yeah. all of a sudden at this table could not imagine going through but i wouldn't surprise me one bit if that was part of it i'm sure that, you know, it's, that it's all i done. think you're spot on on the final green before he putted out he had about a foot you know left to win the golf tournament you could see him looking up to the heavens and obviously thinking about his uh, about his daughter that passed and it was a special special moment and it was mm. great to see as he walked off the green all the players there scotty was there he Gave had a, a really big good hug. week yeah. Well, he's a good mate. He's one of his best well, mates. Well, I've never seen Adam Scott hug anyone like that. Mm. Anyone. And you told the story last week about the group. Who was it? Oh, it was it was Adam Scott, Camilo Vajagas, who Sergio. else? And Sergio, all <laughs> playing together. Yeah. What a group. They were a popular group with the females, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. So, <laughs> 41 years old, and I want more wins. I, I want to see so much more mm. of Camilo Vajagas. Now, you would know more than anybody to have your... You know, you you are always uh, exempt over there. What top fifties and money lists uh, and the points of the FedEx. I mean, you you always you're always there. Well, it was always a one year thing. I never that's, got the multiple year thing, that, so that, it's tough. That's right. But um, he's now got two years and a category one exemption. What what would that feeling be like, Nick? I mean, you were kind mm. of chasing it your whole career. What what would that do to you? I think for him, it'll just. Pure relief is the first thing because you're chasing your job for so long. And he was on very limited starts. I think he was past tour, past champion past status, champion. Yep. Uh, where he was only getting about nine or ten events ten. a yep. year. Yep. And then he was also supplementing that with Corn Ferry Tour starts so he could just keep his game in shape. Yep. He's obviously a long way from the Champions Tour, so he's dedicated to playing the PGA Tour. That's all he knows. And now having that two years, and especially where his game's at, where he's just backed it up mm. week after week, trending in the right direction, he could have a massive year next year. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm. Um, did you see, I, oh, like I said, I always have a look at the uh, what's in the bags. Okay. So I had a look at this one with Camillo as well. Uh, don't worry about the, the, whatever clubs they were. He had an 11-degree driver. 11? An 11-degree oh, driver. a little higher than normal. That's right. His uh, three-wood was a 16.5-degree uh, fairway wood. His 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 uh, five wood was at twenty one degree twenty one degree five wood, and his hybrid his first club was a five hybrid. 
Really? So he's got a lot of loft yeah, on his clubs. That's right. Well, that's, yeah. He had a five iron in the bag. That His highest iron in the bag was a five iron. Now, for someone of, of his power, mm. the source of power that he's got, I mean, I don't know, has he got a club? Has he got a closed club face at the top? I've got some great. I mean, we're going to put it out on all our socials. Yeah, yeah. But twenty-one degree firewood as well. That's a lot of loft. That's, that's more s- like a seven wood, isn't well, it? I got one of those because you know, of my one hundred and two miles per hour club head speed is you know <laughs> overwhelming. I thought maybe it is time to go to a twenty-one. <laughs> but that thing was going straight up. I mean, I hated it. I absolutely yeah. hated the twenty-one. I wasn't ready for it. Well, he's you creating. Know, he, a, he's got a closed club face. He's creating top. a bit more speed than you, Mark. So, yeah, oh, my, and and he gets he on top of it a bit more, squeezes it out lower. That's for sure. <laughs> he does love to hit low-flighted shots. So. Anyway, we want to see more of Camilo Vajagas. That is for sure. Now, uh, the golf internet almost blew up yes. with what we saw in the sixteenth hole at Hong Kong, mm, the Asian tour. I've, I've only it. seen tiny little clips. Now, you saw more of this. We're going to get a hold of Stuart yeah. McPhee, who is a rules official, uh, and get his view uh, straight after yours. I've only seen, you know, I haven't seen the long version. Mm. But when you're trying to drag a, a big limb out like that and you've got no regard for the vegetation mm. around yeah. what you're doing, that seems a bit crook to me. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Let me set the scene for you. Um, the leader at the time was a guy called Pachara Kwong Watmai. Yeah. Oh, I just I, got that out. You noticed I, just, I didn't say I his know. name? Yeah. I was waiting for you. He was, <laughs> he was leading by uh, one from Cam Smith yeah. and Ben Campbell That's by right. two. Yeah. Same group. Three holes to go, has the lead. Pulls one way left on this 16th hole. I've, I've played the course. It's, uh, it's, that was a pretty wide fairway. It was a tough one to miss, actually, to be honest. Yeah. And he's, he's in the jungle. So when they first get down there, he doesn't know where it is. Like yeah. no one's seen it. Anyway, they eventually find it, and where they're pointing to, it is just dead. Gunga I mean, Galunga. <laughs> exactly. <Yes. laughs> there's a glacier over there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, there's a rules official with him, and and she was saying, "Look, you can move that. Yep, that one's dead." Yeah. And it was a massive dead branch. But then he starts dragging it, and he's crushing everything else around it. And where you could kind of see where his ball was. The on-course commentator said, look, he might have a six-inch a foot backswing. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. He can't drop it anywhere because that's not going to get him back to you know where he can play. The only play for him is either take an unplayable, go back to the tee, hit three, or try and hack it out of there. This goes on for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Cam Smith and Ben are in there yeah. looking. Yeah. And in the end, I mean, at one point, Cam says, mate, you see that's green. That means it's living. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. And... And he's going, well, what do you mean? No, this is dead. She said I could do it. And the rules official was backing the player up saying, yes, no, no, that one's dead. That's fine. And they're going, no, but he's crushing this. He's doing that. And you could hear uh, branches breaking. You could hear everything. Anyway, by the time he hit it, he had a full backswing. I couldn't believe it. Just disgraceful. He left it in there anyway, and he ended up making double bogey. But it was ridiculous. I mean, it was very bad. And he did that with a rules official watching rules official you say? was right there. And the other guys are going, and Ben Campbell, he was annoyed. Cam was, he sort of said, ah, oh, that, you know, and he walked off. They walk off, they come back. They walk off, they come back because it's getting out of control. Because by the time, by the time, you know, he finished, he could have almost had a clear shot, basically. So it was, it was a poor effort. And I know we want to get Stuart on. Yeah. And let's do that right now, because if he saw it, I'd be fascinated to hear what he thinks. No, Stuart's all over it. Oh, good. Yeah, Stuart is is all over it, so we'll get him on. Perfect. Uh, he's actually uh, did the Gippsland Super Six. He did oh, he the Queensland PGA. Beautiful. Good day, Stuart. Hey, Mark. How are you? Yeah, we're very Stuart? well. We've just been discussing the Hong Kong Open and what was going on at the 16th hole. Now, Stuart, I, I know we're, 
we saw we've just been we noted that a rules official watched everything that was happening and at the start the player had a one foot backswing in the end he had a full swing <laughs> a full backswing he still couldn't get the ball out but uh he could have a go at it more than what he should have well, have you and all your rules official mates been having a little chat about this and you you know your, your, your normal catch up what do you think we have, and in fact, one of my very good friends was on the scene. He was the one that came in late yes, and I asked saw the that. player, are you intending on hitting it? And he said, yes. He said, well, you better get on with it. Well, that, well, that was after 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of the issues. I think the main issue everyone's concentrating on is the amount of gardening work that was done. Mm. The other issue, less important but still overriding all of this, is the time taken and the unreasonable delay of play. And unfortunately, you have... Admittedly, there were no groups behind them, but you had the other two guys in contention, one or two strokes behind. You could see they were probably just getting a little bit agitated about what's going on, why is it taking so long. They didn't hit. They were waiting to see how he proceeded. But, uh, yeah, the time taken was certainly an issue, but the gardening was of more, I think, interest to people. A, a little agitated, I think, is an understatement because Cam never says much, but at one point he just said, mate, you can't do that. Um, and the rules yeah. official, it was, it was yeah. quite bizarre. She was backing the player up, and, and I was watching... Quite intently, I watched the whole process and there was a lot of things moving in there. And the worst thing was the caddy was in there too, right next to yeah, his ball. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the caddy was doing in there, but uh, it didn't look, um, you know, down the, it didn't look proper to me. Hey, Stuart, I've got a question for you. If, if I was still playing professional golf and I saw that and I didn't like what was happening in front of a rules official, do I have a right to protect the field and come and talk to you and say, hey, listen, I don't like what's going on here. Am I allowed to do that? Or when a rules official is right there, do I have to give them space? Yeah, probably more the latter. So by the words in the rules of golf, you don't have any entitlement, any right to a second opinion. But clearly, you know, and this happened to me at Gibson Super 6 just recently when the player and I were in slight disagreement and he asked to speak to someone else, and I'm quite happy to admit that. Yeah. And that's then up to me to go, oh, he may have a point, or why is he not quite clear about this? Maybe I, as a rules official, will call in someone else um, to just get a second opinion, maybe just to support me or to... So, you know, if you were the second player watching all that and you came over with some agitation, I think it would be pretty silly for the rules official on the spot to go, what am I missing here? Mm. Like... There's something not right here. What am I missing? Maybe I should get in some support here. Clearly also with how long it took to sort of, uh, you know, get through this process of getting that player on onwards and holding out. Yeah. If I may just talk about that particular rule and why it's such an issue is, you know, two core principles of the game are play the ball as it lies and play the course you find it. And we have these things that are very heavily protected. And when you go in and do some gardening, that's when you're not playing the course as you find it. And that's really why the other players were so agitated about, you can't move that, that's attached, he's now going to get a fair swing, that's not right. And yeah. uh, it can be a bit subjective, but that didn't seem overly subjective to me. Yeah, I think I think when you say gardening, they ended up doing some landscaping, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and Stuart, just a question I reckon some people might be thinking, you know, sometimes branches, they're... They've broken off, but they are still somewhat attached. You know, some of the bark yep. might be holding it together. Um, yep. I've seen, you know, in social groups, they'll just rip the whole thing off and, you know, <laughs> no one blinks an eye. They're having 25 points. It doesn't matter anyway. Uh, but <laughs> yep. in the big time, if it's broken but still attached in any way, 
that's finding the course as you found it, right? Absolutely. So it's um, any unattached natural object. So if it's still attached or growing, an attached could be the smallest amount of bark. And what I saw there was almost like vine-like vegetation holding on to those loose branches. Well, that to me is attached. Yeah. You know, and if it's a piece of bark attached, you can't move that out of the way if it's going to help you with your area of intended swing or stance or lie the ball or line of play. You just can't move it out of the way. You can do it. You can do it to, sorry, you can do it to search for the ball. You can take reasonable actions to get in there and go, yeah, that's it. Identified it. You can do all that. You can take reasonable actions, you know, least intrusive to take a stance, backswing to make the stroke at the ball. But not, you know, from him identifying it to making the stroke, there was almost a lot of preparation work going on. And that was the issue. Um, he'd identified the ball. He wasn't taking a stance. But he, all he was doing was sort of cleaning up. Yeah. Okay. And I think that was the issue. Mm. Hey, Stuart, can we ask one more favour of you, please? I hate to do it. Of uh, course. But Nick's, yes. Nick, yeah. Nick, Nick hasn't bothered to do his top five this week, which is a little bit disappointing. Hey, well, is, I was going to do it, and then we thought, well, let's do Stuart to do it. Stuart, is there any chance we could call you back in about, I don't know, 25 minutes? Okay. And get your top five most broken rules of golf. Top five most broken rules of golf. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Got it. All right. Beautiful. I'm on it. We'll chat to you in 25 minutes. Speak to you soon. Good Thanks, guys. Stuart Thanks, McPhee, Stuart. the Talk Birdie to Me official rules official. No top five from Nick. No wine from Nick. You are having a, a you're actually having a mare today. <laughs> I'm, I'm on probation, I guess. Uh, is that a yellow card or? No, nah, it's okay. He's no. a good steward, isn't he? Uh, he's terrific. Yeah. Yeah, nice to talk Very to. Very clear, concise. That yeah. was good. Nice to talk to. Might ask him what that ruling was, actually, uh, Gippsland, too. Yeah, what we'll, he was talking about. we'll do that. We might have to uh, find out what the rule was. That, that's a good one. Hey, yeah. we've been speaking about Live Golf yes. and that the um, schedule for 2024 has not been out, but we've been given a little bit of a, a little, you know, little taste plate. A little teaser. Yeah. And Adelaide is on. It's been announced. So when is it? April 24 to 26. No, same? sorry, 26 to 28. 26 to 28. Yes, same, late April. Same sort of time? Can Sim you remember you similar. were there last year? Yeah, similar. It was in April last time. Um, what I'm very pleased about it, it doesn't clash with any of our Challenger PGA Tour of Australasia events here because they were looking at an earlier time frame, maybe February, March, and there might have been some overlap. So I'm glad it's been pushed back. Uh, Greg Norman is obviously very happy with the announcement because mm. that was really their benchmark last year. It was their yeah. best event that they had. And I think everyone here in Australia thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Just on Greg Norman, uh, my friend is off to New Zealand. He's going to be playing Jack's mm -hmm. Point and a couple other things. So nice. he's, he's going through the airport and there's a big blonde bloke in front of him. Greg was leaving. The shark. So I wonder if he was over um, talking to... The South Australian Sports Minister. The government. And Could just, have been. just getting all that sorted out last week. Because yeah. it was only announced when? On the weekend? Yeah, only a week. Uh, it, yeah. was, it was after our podcast last Straight week. Straight after our show, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, exactly. So he might have been, mm. he might have coming down just to sign the, the dot the T's and he doesn't have a scanner. Uh, mm. Poor old Shark. He's, <laughs> he's a little bit of help. He had to come down yeah. and do it. Anyway, I don't, I don't know why he was in Australia, but he, he's definitely, he was here. Well, the other thing with Liv at the moment is they've got a bit, a bit going on in the off season. So they were talking about trades, free agency, oh. draft, all this sort of a thing. Do you un I understand how it I, works I, in I, US sport. Yeah. Uh, but how's it going to work in golf? So what they've got, obviously, is 48 players. Yeah. Uh, they have the top 24 is called the lock zone. Right. So those uh, secure an opportunity to 
play the league next year. They're right. guaranteed. They're done. Then they have the open zone, which is players finishing 25 to 44 whose contracts uh, are expiring and they may become free agents. Right. Okay. So they so they need to play well early? Is that sort of no, thing? No. So they may change teams. There might be options for them to oh, you know, okay. secure the contract with the team they're in. But uh, basically, you know, they can, they can float around. They become a free agent. Be, I'd, and if no one signs them, well, I don't know. Maybe they, they don't play get to Asia. play either. Play yeah, the Asian exactly. circuit for a while. And then, obviously, the drop zone, which is players finishing above 45, which what happened to uh, Jed Morgan, uh, yeah. they have a chance to get back in through the Live Promotions event, which is basically their Q's Q school, which we yeah. mentioned last week. So, so I imagine if you have a win early or something like that, you'll, you'll drift up into that lock zone. I think the, the PGA Tour, they call it re-ranking. Um, I imagine there'd be some kind of re-ranking available for live that's a big principle of of modern day golf on the pga tours mm. that we see you know the dp world tour and, and the pga tour play well early re-rank get more starts it's a good way of doing business so yeah. i imagine it's going to be the same sort of thing in in live yeah well the, the top 24 it says contract extensions are offered uh but if the player yeah. does not accept it from his current team he then can become a free agent and can be signed to another team who has yeah. an open spot on their roster yeah um, the phase two free agency. Well, then that's those guys in the 25 to 44 spot. Yeah. Um, these players may be re-signed by their previous team or they can negotiate a contract with another yeah. team. It's all a bit gray at yeah. the moment. I, I haven't delved right into it, but okay. um, you know, there, there, there's going to be a bit of movement. Now, whether it's exciting or not, well, that's a whole other thing. Okay. Um, and we did mention a couple of weeks ago, uh, first stage is available for players from this year's Challenger PGA Tour of Australasia Order of Merit. Um, that deadline's coming up soon. I, I've asked twice now, oh, you one asked week again, apart. Yeah, okay. I went again. I went again. Um, so it's no worries if you go and miss, you'll be welcome back to here, Australasia. Oh, they've said that. Okay. No worries. They still don't know about the PGA Tour. Right, okay. okay. So when I hear that, that suggests to me that the agreement to agree mm. is mm. a long way off. The framework agreement. A long, long way away. Could be, yeah. Anyway, uh, just quickly before we get to, to the ninth green, mm -hmm. there is a little bit of news floating around. Okay. That um, Premier, once Premier, Dan Andrews, has tried to... Victorian Premier. Yes, Victorian. Thank you, Dan. Has tried to get into Portsea Golf Club. Oh, really? Um, but the Porty Golf Club has said uh, we're full. Okay. And right. Do they not, have a waiting list? or? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Would they have a waiting list? I guess when they say they're full, well... But, yeah. That probably means... Yeah. Can't even join the waiting list. Yes. I think that's exactly what it means, Nick. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, um, look, he, I, I pass a plaque... Every single time I come into Australian Golf headquarters here, and he's opened this building. Yes. So he's a he's a big figure in golf. So anyway, he won't be playing at Portsea as okay. a member anytime soon. Uh, I'll see you on the tenth tee. All you're, right. You're very upset about that, aren't you? Oh, I'm surprised. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're so pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Mark. Mm -hmm. I've been saying for years that Ping help you play your best because that is exactly what they've done for me throughout my entire career. And now I've been having a look at the new Blueprint S and T irons, and boy... They are impressive. So much so that I've got the new Blueprint S irons in my bag at the moment. So what do you like about them so much? I mean, I've never seen you this excited about a golf club. Well, I could go through the specs, which are exceptional, but I won't. I will say, though, that if you're looking for more ball speed and if you want to lower your scores, if you want to mix and match and still look great, you should check them out because the new Blueprint S and T irons, they are definitely worth a look. Nice. Just book in with your local golf shop or professional to arrange a ping club fitting. Hey, Nick, I know you've heard of the Watch My Numbers app. It is brand new and it is going to dominate the golf app scene for a long, long time. If you want to improve your game, you need to know the areas you're doing well in and where... You need to improve, and this app will tell you exactly that, Nick. Yeah, you're spot on, Mark. It's the most powerful database golf app in the world, and it helps analyze and improve your game like never before because it uses real-time data from your rounds and highlights the areas of your game that you want to look at. You get actionable and usable info in minutes, not hours. That's really important. It's easy to use. You can set up your profile very quickly. I've done mine. And start accessing data and subscriber-only content straight away. Hmm. Who's it aimed at? Well, it's aimed at people who want to improve their game. It's for all levels of every golfer out there, particularly powerful if you're a mid to low handicapper. But it's great for the elite level and pros as well. So elite and pros as well. I like that. Watch my numbers. Download it from the App Store and turn your bogeys in the birdies. Like the podcast? No. Maybe tell a friend. Drop them a text or share it on your socials. This is Talk Birdie to Me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen. Hey, uh, you and I, we've been doing a lot of commentating. I understand that. And, and by the way, the chicken sandwiches from Jam TV. Uh, you love those, don't Can you? Can we get the chicken sandwiches organised on Sunday as well instead of it just the Saturday thing? Because those wraps come on Sunday. I like the wraps. What's in the wraps? And the salad. What's in the wraps? The wraps is like a ham, salad pickle yeah. stuff. It's not bad, but nothing on the chicken <laughs> sandwich. They're just divine. We'll get Lenny onto it, maybe. Well, we should We should mm. do something. You're, you're okay. the only one who eats the salad, I've noticed. Yeah, I like the salads. So, yeah. Are you just saying that because Alana will be listening? Yes. <laughs> no, probably. I, I like the salads. Probably. Anyway, hey, the Super Six, uh, I know we've got the global ping results coming up very, yep. very soon, or the ping global results. Uh, so we'll leave the uh, winner for, you know, we don't sure. want to spoil yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, don't want to rain on your parade. But I really like the format. It's it's a nice change. You know, the, the when they've gone for changes um, in, in, in your standard golf tournament, yep. I think this is a good way of doing it. I, I didn't like the Stableford sort of thing. That wasn't my go. I went one year. I don't mind this. Yeah, the Stableford was different in that, uh, in that sense. But our good friend... Andrew Langford-Jones, yes, Langers, he came up with the concept. Invented it. And it's brilliant. Yep. I actually really like it because I, like I, it. I miss I miss the match play uh, mm. element to a golf tournament. We don't have it anymore anywhere yep. in the world because the world match play is gone now. Yeah, The only thing time we get match play is at President's Cups, Ryder Cups, really. And this isn't match play. It's the metal match play as we know, the six-hole yep. format. 
but it means everyone plays six holes, so I really like yep. that. And if you do play the whole way through uh, that final day, and if you don't get the first round by, I think you play 30 holes, which is yep. not unreasonable. Yeah. Not unreasonable at all. Just one one little tweak for me. I think everyone who makes the cut on the weekend, so the top yes. 50 after two rounds, they yep. get paid, they, everyone. They do. Yep. Correct. I reckon after three rounds, if you've led the medal play, so that the, the stroke play for the first three rounds, I, I do think there should be Bonus. a reward. Yeah. Uh, and I reckon Top three. They, yeah, and for a tournament this size, split 10,000, 5,000 yeah. to one first, um, 3,000 for second, 2,000 for third. And if there are ties, you can just kind of work it out. Totally agree. And the, the funny thing about the format in the medal match play is sometimes you can go through shooting one over par after six holes and you can get beaten shooting three under for six holes. So yeah. it's, it's a good format. Yeah. J- Joseph Owen was got a bit of that. But he, got he, a, he got a bit of that, but he played yeah. well. But you can also be so intimidating that you don't have to play. Hey, you've only got to beat one person. It doesn't matter what you shoot. I, I think I told you many years ago in the world match play at Metropolitan, yeah. I played my third round match yeah. against Dudley Hart, and, who's an American, American yeah, golfer back Dudley. in the day. Yeah. And all I had to do was stay upright and I yeah. was going to win because I think I was, I was two over. Yeah, and I think I might have won seven and six. Are you something like that? Joking? Yeah. No, he he had a bit of a shocker. How did you? Now, now serious question. But then in the next round, I got I think I shot four hundred and I got beaten. Got so, rolled. Yeah. Serious question. When Dudley is having a nightmare, yes, he's shooting forty two, and then God knows what on the the second nine. Mm-hmm. What what goes through your head? Because oh, I'm just <laughs> beaming. <laughs> <laughs> well. Put it this way, we we both Metropolitan third hole par four. Yeah. I might have told this before. No, you haven't. We halved the third hole with triple bogey. Oh! <laughs> wow! Neither one of us wanted to win that hole. So the rest of the day, I played okay. I was one under for the rest of the day. Oh, but, that's just but, fantastic! Uh, he just had a he had a shocker. Did and, you laugh on the way to the next to the fourth team? The, 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 the pair of you must have looked uh, at each yeah. other and just had a giga walk into the fourth. <laughs> Yeah, it's like quality golf, guys. Keep it going. <laughs> Question for you, uh, just because I'm really unsure on this. Have you ever beaten anyone of note in match play? Oh. oh. Hey. hey. Oh. <laughs> uh, now, we hey. see the phone beep go off, by the way. Oh, got okay. A message. We got a message. Let's go. Beautiful. You have one new voicemail. New message. Hey, gents. Love the podcast. Uh, Peter here. Got a question also for Nick. So, I've been playing golf for about 12 months. Well, maybe a bit over. Um... Take my handicap from 24 down to 14. Wow. But I was thinking the other day that I'm actually left-handed in everything I do other than play golf. And I'm wondering, should I actually try and switch to play left-handed? What are your thoughts, guys? Great question. That is. It's a really right. good question. And yes, play golf left-handed. It's interesting. A lot of people who are, for instance, one hand, right hand, mm. um, play golf left-handed because mm. everything two hands they do is, is lefty. That's yep. what I do. Yep. But if he does everything else left-handed, absolutely play yeah. golf left-handed. But having said that, he started on 24, and after a year of only playing golf, he's off a 14 handicap. So whatever he's doing right-handed is definitely working. I yeah. would say to him, if he ever has issues with his putting, he should probably putt left-handed. Yeah, okay. That's the one part of the game. There, You know, there's a an amazing list of players who are left-handed people who play golf right-handed. Um, ben Hogan, David Graham. Tom Watson, the list actually is quite a ripper. Was Bobby Jones left-handed? Yes, sir. He was. Yep. There's, okay. there's been a, there's a, there was a study on it, and the, the names are phenomenal. Mm. Gene Sarazen, 
Really? It, it just goes on and on oh and on. Oh, my gosh. They, they tried to claim Greg Norman as being left-handed, but I've seen him play tennis, and he plays tennis with the, with the right hand. Yeah, he's not left-handed. No. no. So I, I didn't believe that one. Yeah, a lot of people are one-hand left-hand, but they yeah. play golf right. A lot of left-handed golfers are very much right-handed. Yep. Yeah, well. I reckon if he's if he's got if he's gone from twenty four to yep. fourteen, I think he should stick to yeah. right handed. To be honest, yeah. well done, Peter. Now, can I tell you a story about this? Because there are two world famous golfers who started left handed and ended up right handed and did very well. One is Ben Hogan, mm-hmm. who is a myth. The other bloke. Now, this is a, this is an unbelievable story. You'll know his name. He turned pro as a left hander. Really? The boss, where he was the trainee, said, you'll never be any good if you're a left-hander. So he changed to right-hander. I think I heard that story. His name... David Graham? Is David Graham. Yeah. So he turned pro as a lefty. That's incredible. And won two majors as a righty. I wonder what his swing was like left-handed, because his right-handed swing wasn't that pretty, obviously. No. But it was incredibly effective. Somebody sent me a text message. I will put this out. In the, uh, um, we spoke about it on the Saturday, about Greg Norman, Graham Marsh, and David Graham um, when they won the, uh, the Dunhill, the team's yes, event. Yes, the Dunhill Yeah, Cup. that's yep. right. Mm-hmm. I was sent. Now, I'll show you. swing. The, the shot that David Graham hits, um, the Golf Library sent me this on Twitter. Have a look at this one. We'll put this on the socials. Okay. This this was the shot on the 17th, the road hole, that sealed the Dunhill for the, for the Australians. And, uh, you know, mm. spoiler alert, goes to six inches. Goes very close, I mean, obviously. And, but that swing looks magnificent. That's, that's when he was swinging at his absolute best yeah, in my book. He had a little bit of Raymond Floyd about him, I thought, yeah, you know, with did. the backswing. He did. Took it inside. But Dan, I'm going to send this to you. Um, because we need to put that on our socials as well, well for everybody like the to see. Social media director or something, do I? Yeah, 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 you are. <laughs> right, you are. Right, you are. Right. Okay. Now, <laughs> feedback. Yes. Let's go. Alrighty. Now, last week uh, we posted the '96 Australian Open card that we put in. Uh, it was sent in by Chris, actually. Listen, yep. Chris sent it in. Yep. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of feedback on that. Andrew Kirby has said. Some fascinating names there and a reminder for some of us how good the shark was. Yeah. True. That is true. He was world number one for 331 weeks. He could play. And again, my master class has a little bit to do with Greg. Oh, really? Yep. The hips don't it's lie. all in the hips. Are you going to do it it's nude? all in the hips. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> God Please <for> don't. <laughs> I've been scared for a while. Yeah. Well, he's not, he's not the great white shark anymore. He's the great white nudist. The great white nudist. Yeah, that's right. That photo is, uh, is impressive, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> it's amazing. Clint Stevens has said, 10 deep down the first hairway, so I stood on the entrance path to the tee as a 13-year-old. The shark grabbed my shoulder and moved me aside, and I've never washed that shirt since. <laughs> Beautiful. That's yeah. fantastic. I remember playing with the shark at the Greg Norman Holden International. Oh, that was a big event. At the Australian in 1998, yeah. and it was 10 deep. Yeah. Both sides of the fairway, the whole way yeah. around. He, sh- he shot 64 that day. Yeah. It was incredible. I never got to play with Greg in a tournament round, so tell me, you know, back in his heyday, mm. when because Greg Norman was Tiger Woods before Tiger Woods was Tiger Woods. Yeah, sure. He, he was that big in America and, you know, put golf on the map here and created havoc at 
golf clubs all over the country because they never had uh, waiting lists and all of a sudden Greg started winning everything and they had 10-year waiting lists. It was, mm. it was a disgrace. But standing on the first tee with him, was he nice to you? Yes, he was. Yes. He, he, he came up to me and he said, uh, hey, I'm, I'm Greg. I wanted to yeah. say, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I'm Nick. I was so nervous. Yeah. It was humble. I mean, yeah. luckily, the first hole at the Australian is downhill because yeah. I knew my ball would at least get airborne for a little bit. <laughs> but my caddy was the most nervous. I rang him the night before. I probably told this story before. No, you haven't. And I haven't? No, okay. And I said, uh, we're off at 10.30, blah, blah, blah. And he says, who are we playing with? I said, we've got the shark. And there was a bit of a pause. And he goes, sorry, I'm not coming. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I said, mate, you've only got to carry the bag. I'm the one hitting the ball. And he said, no, I can't do it. I'll, I'll yeah. throw up. And, and anyway, he was as white as a ghost that next so day. what did you shoot? What did you shoot? I shot 74. Yeah. I actually played. I knocked it inside him for most of the day, but I missed everything. Yeah. The front nine, he horseshoed his putt on the ninth hole for a 29. Oh. So he shot 30 on the front, and he wasn't that happy walking up the hill to the 10th because he horseshoed the putt. Right. And Daryl, his security guard, remember Daryl? Yeah, Darryl? I remember Daryl. I saw him, I saw yeah. him at the uh, Asia Pacific yeah. Championship. He's still He's getting still around. He's still out there. Yeah. Anyway, as I'm walking off, I can see Daryl, and he kind of winks at me, and he goes, watch this. And so Daryl, normally he led the way going up the hill for Greg. Yeah. He just stepped to the side and let Greg go, and all the crowd, and he starts banging into people oh. as he's walking up the hill because <laughs> I said, what's he doing? He says, well, he, whenever he gets a bit annoyed, he gives me a look. And uh, he saw I back off, and it just lets him let off a bit of steam just walking into a few people on the way up to the next tee. Oh. He might have been one of the guys going, Oh, great, grab my shirt, you know. So yeah. <laughs> it just shows you the mindset, you know. I mean, he horseshoes one Brilliant. to shoot 29, yeah, and he was filthy. Oh, but then he, a he lot went of from, people would be, would be go, Oh, well, yeah. I'll get the next one. But well, we were running mid 20s, I think, starting the day, ended up finishing second that day after behind Jose Maria Olathabal. You and, did. And went, went out the next day and beat him. So he won the uh, golf tournament. Amazing. He was, there was something about him. Yeah. So, I mean, that charisma. Yeah. So alongside Tiger, would Greg be the closest thing to a rock star golf's head? Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, Him absolutely. and then you'd, you'd think uh, Arnold Palmer would yep. be another one. But I mean, that's before our time. Yeah. Well, for sure. I, 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 the first time I did some commentary for Channel 9 was in 2002. And that was when Greg was still pretty big. And, it was the first tournament in America that I'd ever been to of, you know, a big one. Mm. You know, I've been to played in a lot of tournaments, but not only Corn Ferry stuff. So I went to the Masters and it was ridiculous. I mean, the, the, the three biggest crowds, the biggest crowd was Arnold Palmer. Mm -hmm. Then it was Greg Norman. And then it was Tiger. So Greg actually had a bigger crowd bigger than crowd. Tiger wow. in 2002. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that's unbelievable. My One of my favourite pairings I ever had was I had at the Heineken Classic in Perth, mm. Norman and Faldo the first two days. <laughs> that was something special. And I played phenomenal. Did you? Uh, you <laughs> I was leading him? the tournament after two days. You're so. kidding me. Uh, it was great. I loved every oh, minute Oh, Nick, of it. what a feather in yeah. your cap it to was play good. with those two. The oh. two tournament poster boys. Oh, yeah. And then you lead the tournament. Yeah, That's enormous. Faldo, you just can't believe how big the guy is. He's, yeah, he's huge. He's a centre yeah. forward. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Darren Wheat has said, I met the Shark that week and I saw Tiger hit his first ever shot in Australia. That's mm. something pretty That is yeah. cool. That yeah. is very cool. That's good. Pete Brown has said, I love your Tiger story, Marco. Uh, you got shafted. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Twice. Not once. Yeah. Twice. By Monty. Oh, God. Yeah. Should have been paired with him. Don't. Don't. You were talking about Roger Davis last week. Yes. Tim Clark has written in, I remember watching Roger Davis as a kid at a golf clinic in Barwon Heads in Victoria. He was just nailing ball after ball into a howling southerly and the ball did not move an inch. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's amazing. When you used to warm up and, and probably the first three or four years of my professional career, you always had to send the caddy out. 
And I reckon hitting balls to your caddy was better than just flushing them away. For sure. Because you were you wanted to you wanted to be one of the the lads, and your caddy did. You know, I didn't want my caddy to lose weight chasing <laughs> balls down the other end. You really zeroed in. I mean, you you wanted to hit every shot, one bounce straight into his into his towel. Yeah. He'd wipe the ball and put it yeah. into the bag. Or if you're like my wife, Alana, she took out a baseball glove and yeah, used yeah. to catch him. So. Yeah, beautiful. How good. A message from Pete. Uh, Pete has said, there is a way to do world rankings, but I reckon you guys nailed it a few episodes back, saying the top five live golf league players should get starts to the four majors, along with those auto-qualified. Yeah. And it fixes everything. Yeah. It fixes yeah. everything. Yep. And final bit of feedback here. This is a ripper. This uh, is in reference to you talking about the Pro FX Cabretta leather gloves. Three pack for thirty nine bucks. The golf clearance outlet. Yeah, We've got, by the way, a Black November sale on at the moment. Yeah. Have you seen some of the prices that sell on yeah, stuff? It's ridiculous. It it is unbelievable. And and just jump online and they'll send the gloves out. They they arrive very quickly. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. We well, go down and take a look. Well, Braddle seventy two has said, I ordered two packs today. Thank you, boys, for the recommendation. No worries. Big thank you to Sam Colosimo mm. too for looking after us here at Talk Birdie to Me. All right, boys, that's the feedback. Well, it's big. And it's getting bigger what is? every single week. And it deserves a little bit extra. Oh, I love this. A little extra. It is now time for <laughs> the Ping Global Results. How good is that? That's more like What's it? the guy's name again? He's the picture for the New York City Trumpet. Uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Okay, Ping Global Results. Jeez, it's, this has got to be good now after that, hasn't it? Wow. Okay. Well, on the PGA Tour, as we know, Camilla Vajagas won the Butterfield Tournament in Bermuda. Uh, had a two-shot win over Alex Noren on the Aussie front. Uh, Adam Scott tied for fifth. Very, very good. Uh, Lucas Herbert tied for 30th. And Cameron Percy tied for 72nd. Also during that week, you sent me a picture of Carl Yuan hitting that tee shot. It's where he finish? Fourth. I did. <laughs> It is the most bizarre follow-through you've ever seen, and it went straight up the middle. Follow our socials this week. Follow them this week because they'll be full of ridiculousness. Yeah, anyway. Uh, good, Great result for Scotty because he's getting prepped for uh, the PGA and the Australian Open down here. Back him in. Oh, well, Cam Smith's. Yeah, he's PGA playing game. well as well. Well, in that on that note, at the, on the Asian Tour, Hong Kong Open, where there was a bit of that rules controversy. Just a little controversy. Just a touch of one. Yeah. Uh, it was a great win for Ben Campbell. Just an incredible win. Shot 66, hold a 15-foot birdie putt on the last to defeat Cameron Smith by a shot. He never led the golf tournament until the 72nd hole, so an incredible win for him. Cam obviously finished in second. Uh, Harrison Crow had a good week, tied for eighth. And Doug Klein tied for 30th uh, with the best of the Aussies there. Well done, Harrison. Yeah. Really good. Really good, solid yeah, result. Really Andy good. Ogletree won the International Series. He's the on order fire. Of merit. That's the order of merit. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. He couldn't win again. It's, no, he didn't. Go he good. was playing in the event. He didn't win it. <laughs> but the Asian Tour International Series Order of Merit has come to a conclusion, and the winner gets to play live. So yeah. that's Andy Ogletree. So didn't he go there in the first place? Didn't play well enough? Yeah, I think he played a couple early on. Uh, so he's played his way back played on. his way back on. It's a mighty effort. Yeah, impressive. Uh, on the DP World Tour, the Nedback Golf Challenge at the Gary Player Country Club. That's always a fun one to watch. They had Max Homer and Justin Thomas and those guys yeah. go over play. I think Patrick Breed might have even been there. Yes. Oh, or was he in uh, Hong Kong? Anyway, I can't he was remember. in no, he was in Hong Kong. Hong Kong, Kong yeah, but, uh, Max stuff. Homer. He actually had a three-shot win from Nicholas Hoygaard and Dorburn Olison. 
That Jake, helped. That helped Rory McIlroy that victory. It did. Were you going to mention that? No. Okay. But go for but, it. Yeah. So now that uh, Homer won that tournament, uh, that means that Rory McIlroy has won the DP World Tour crown. Yes. Uh, because there's he's more than two thousand points in front yep. of John Rahm, and there's only two thousand points up for grabs in the Tour finale. Correct. Right. Yeah. So he uh, he's the he's the king of the European Tour this year, and Justin Thomas finished fourth. So good to see okay. him playing on as well. Best of the Australasians: Daniel Hillier tied for thirty third. Scriv Jason Scribner tied for thirty ninth. Uh, we've also got the DP World Tour final stage of the Q School going Ooh. on, but when the pod comes out. I think they will have just finished the fourth round. So top 25 gets the card. At the moment, we have one inside that top 25. That's Hayden Hopewell, oh, on, tied Hayden. for 16th. It's a six-round tournament, and at the moment, they've only played three rounds. Hayden Barron tied for 34th. Connor McKinney, 69th. Elvis Smiley, 73rd. And on, Justin Elvis. Warren, 83rd. A bit worried about Elvis. He's, he's, is it second-year blues or is it third-year blues? Yeah. What's going on? Well, he's got Mike Clayton on the bag over there. He started slow, had a couple over, but he's, I think he's shot about six under the next two rounds. So he's, he's, he's trending. Okay. So if he can keep that form going. Uh, there's a few others outside the top 100 which aren't looking good for them. But, uh, but we'll see how that all pans out. On the LPGA Tour, uh, they played the Annika driven by Gainbridge at Pelican. That's quite a tour name for a tournament, isn't mm, it? A in nice. Florida. Lilia Vu, 66 in the final round, regains her number one ranking in the world. It's her fourth win of the year, including two majors. Just an incredible... That's a big year. Incredible year for the 26-year-old. Steph Kiriakou finished tied for fifth, That's which was awesome. Awesome. Great event for her. Uh, Grace Kim tied for 23rd with the best amongst the Aussies. Um, Gabby Ruffles was playing as well, tied for 38th, which Good. was nice. Sarah, That's nice. Sarah Kemp tied for 57th. Now, the top 60 make the CME Group Tour Championship, which is the next event, the final event for them. It's their Tour Championship, where the winner gets $2 million, and anyone anyone can get the $2 million, okay. whoever wins the golf tournament. So well, imagine good. if uh, Grace Kim wins that, or, oh, or a Sarah Camp, or someone like that. Yeah, it's, two, so. it's not $2 million Australian pesos mm. either. It's $2 million US. Exactly. So we've got five Aussies playing that. That's uh, Minji Lee, Hannah Green, Grace Kim, Steph Kuriaku, and Sarah Kemp. Great that that's alive, because mm. the uh, Champions Tour and also the DP World Tour going into the finales, the, the, you know, there's only one person who could win. Mm. That's correct. Yeah. And speaking of the Champions Tour, the finale, yep. uh, another great win by a New Zealander, Steve Olker. Did it well. He's incredible. I saw a lot of his third round, and yeah. he, he's playing fantastic. I hope Is he coming down for the Australian Open, the PGA? Uh, we need to get him down here somehow. I, I think he, uh, look, he goes back and plays in the New Zealand He does, doesn't he? But yeah. he should. He should actually be a target. Mm. It would be awesome if he did. But he won by a shot from Stephen Ames and Ernie Els. Big oh, names. Big names. Richard Green. Another good week, tied for fourth. Oh, well tied done, Tied for fourth. So Steve Olker, he won 528 grand for that win. Plus, he ended up finishing second on the Charles Schwab Cup. What's the bonus? 500,000 for Steve. Nice. I think Stricker gets a million, and they pay down from there. But, Fabulous. Uh, brilliant. Oh, he so, deserves it. Yeah, very, very good. Never gave up, Stevie Olker. Locally, we had the Gippsland Sixers that we were commentating at the Warrigal Country Club. Um, Kerry Mountcastle. Another New Zealander. Yeah. It's it's the trifecta. I should yeah. have bought a. a sh you know what I should have brought? <laughs> yeah, we know. We, we know. We know. What I should have brought. brought a New Zealand Pinot. That's exactly That's what I should right. have done. That's exactly what you should. Maybe have a nanny goat or something like that. That's a beautiful. You're drop, actually a so. disgrace, to be honest. Yeah. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> I I've shamed myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you brought shame on the I, podcast. I have. I'm going to bring one in. I might bring two in next week, just for you guys. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kerry Mountcastle defeated Jake McLeod in that final. It was a. It was a ripping final. Jake McLeod. 
He was on fire yeah. with that putter uh, through his semi-final match and the final. The, I think he should have won it. He, yeah. he, he putted out of the hole on the bunker. was a mistake. Mm. I reckon I heard you commentating when I was having a break at that mm-hmm. stage and you were spot on with what he should have done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go on, say what he should have done. Well, I think the belly wedge yeah. would have been a great option or just hit the putt a lot harder than he would because yeah. it was going to go straight up. Yeah. So it was yeah. one of those deals. Yeah. The The guy who was a bit unlucky was the 54-hole leader, Jared Felton. He was five under for 12 holes in his Super Sixes matches and he got beaten by McLeod, funnily enough. So he, he unfortunately didn't get through. But uh, great result for the New Zealander Mountcastle of the Australian Senior PGA, which is at Richmond Golf mm. Club. Jason Norris, how good's that? He's Great win. One of the best blokes you'd ever yeah. make, Jason. Five-shot win over Stephen Allen, Peter Lonard. Look at these names. Tim, Tim Elliott yeah. was fourth. Cousin cousin Steve did well, did he? He did. Yeah, cousin Steve that's Allen that's back in Oz. And tied for fifth, Peter Fowler and John Sanders. Peter Fowler. Yeah. He's 110 years old. He's still <laughs> coming fifth. This week locally, we have the Victorian PGA at Moona Lynx. That will be commentating on the weekend, Fox and KO Mark. So yeah, get ready for it. that one. And that is your Ping Global Results. Okay. So you you're too lazy to actually do oh, our on. top five this week. Uh, no, we, I wasn't. Now we've got to get Stuart McPhee back on, so just sit okay. back and relax. I'm, Give him I'm, a call. I'm calling. Hopefully, eat. did he say he was having a shower earlier, or was that just me talking to him? Well, I don't think he was having a shower. We'll find out. Maybe he's still working on the top five. Yeah, it's a difficult top five. Hello. G'day, Stuart. Hi, Mark. Okay, so we've got you back on. Uh, for your top five, top five. rules that you think are most broken in the great game of golf? The most commonly broken golf rules, starting at uh, number five, to do with taking relief from penalty areas and using the nearest point outside the relief area rather than where it last crossed the edge of the penalty area. So someone will find their ball, you know, one metre inside the red line and go, well, the nearest point's right there. I'll take two club lunch from there. It's no nearer the hole. That's where I'll drop where it actually may have crossed the red lines, you know, 10, 15, 20 metres back. Nice. Very, very commonly broken. It's not nearest point of relief outside the penalty area. It's where it last crossed the edge, yeah. which did then establishes your relief area. Did I see you do that at Box Hill, Mark? No. no? Okay. Very good with <laughs> wow. the rules. Okay. I'm very good. Just joking. <laughs> That's number five. What's number four, Stuart? Number four, taking any free relief from an abnormal course condition, things like ground under repair, temporary water, immovable obstruction and animal holes and using the nicest point and not the nearest point yes. of complete relief. Excellent. Remember, there's only one nearest point. There's not multiple that you can choose from. There's only one and it has to be complete relief. So no good taking a drop and then still having some interference you need to take complete relief yeah, from that abnormal course. Yeah, condition. but Stuart, it might not be a good lie where I need, where I need to drop it. I know, I know. And that's, oh, that's okay. why we come up with the nicest, oh, no. not the nearest that some people use. Yep. Very good. Exactly. Okay, number three. <laughs> number three is whenever you need to replace your ball. So you lift it from the course and it got to, go, got to go back on exactly the same spot, most commonly on the putting green. Or if you're lifting it for interference just off the green, you must mark the spot first. You must use an artificial object, ball marker, tee, put your club on the ground, not marking the spot of your ball before you lift it or rotate it to identify it. So it's in some thick grass. Someone goes, I'm not sure. I'll just lift it a little bit. I'll just rotate it. You must mark it before you're doing it. It's one penalty strike if you don't. I see it a lot at club level. Everyone I play with at club level does exactly that. (laughs) Everyone, all of them. All of you do it. <laughs> so do you probably <laughs> in club comp. That's a good one, Stewie. Next. Well, number two, speaking of something a lot of people do, and uh, we were talking about the Hong Kong Open, 
and that is doing things that improve what we refer to as the cats, the conditions affecting the stroke. There are five of them. They're heavily protected, and we know you can't move or bend or break growing or attached natural objects if it improves one of those things. If it improves your stance, where you're going to swing, your line of play, the live your ball, and if you're backing into a big tree, you know, a big bush, and you're just clearing stuff out of the way so you can get a bit more of a swing, that may be in breach of this particular rule where you're improving one of those cats. You know, we know if you're stuck behind a tree, you can't chop it down or push it over. You've got to, you know, play the course as you find it. So I see that a lot, you know, backing into bushes and breaking them and just so you can have a swing. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, you're going to be a pain in the play with, I reckon, down there. <laughs> my, my choice, Stewie. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I know. Can we get a drum roll? Drum roll for number one. I think... At club level, the most commonly broken golf rule is giving advice. Any action, comment intended to influence another player in that competition, you know, what club they're going to choose, how they're going to play a hole, where to hit it, making a stroke. <clears throat> and we could think of 20 different examples of someone even, you know, not even meaning to do it, but they're trying to help. They're trying to help their mate. Um, and it's probably the most commonly broken golf rule, giving advice. Yeah. I think, uh, was it a year or two ago, Brooks Kepka might have done that at the Masters, where he's yelling five or his caddy was going five, five. to someone the in the group. Yeah. In, yeah. Saying what club he hit into That's, the 15th that was at, hole. That, that was at the US Open at LA Country oh, Club. Oh, was it LA Country year. Club, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Huge I thought it might have been at the Masters. Okay. And we know you, your player is responsible for all of your caddy's actions. So if your caddy yes. does it, the player needs to cop it. He got mm. off that one. He did. Nothing happened. He did. No, yeah. no, nothing, happened. nothing happened. Hey, by the way, Stuart, before you go, thanks for that top five. That was really good. But uh, what was the rule you mentioned earlier about at Gippsland where you and the player had a bit of a disagreement? What uh, <laughs> What was that? What was the actual rule? You don't have to mention the player. Sure, I won't do that. It was to do with <clears throat> um, getting relief from a temporary immovable obstruction. Okay. So we know these are things that are put up for the purpose of the tournament that are not normally there. So a scoreboard. For example, a grandstand. Yeah. yeah, scoreboard, grandstand, things that are not normally there. And the player probably had interference. But one of the things we need to do as a referee, as a rules official, ensure that it's a reasonable stroke and it's not unreasonable to think that he's going to hit it and it's in the way. So he, and it took a bit of time and I think he was probably not very happy with where the ball ended up because it actually rolled down a road about 150 metres away from the fairway oh, wow. and it just kept rolling almost out of bounds. So he wasn't happy in the first instance. Um, yeah, we just had a bit of a disagreement about that, about right. uh, whether it was a reasonable stroke and where the sort of line of sight issue was with the TIO. But you were right, Stuart. Uh, I don't know. We just had a difference of opinion, I guess. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Stuart, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And are you working at the Victorian PGA this week? This week I'll be at the Victorian PGA, yes, for four days. All right. Well, we'll Looking look, forward to it. We'll look out for you. Yeah, we'll hopefully see you on the TV uh, giving some rules advice. That'd be great. Thanks, Stuart. Good on you. Stuart McPhee. Thanks, guys. My pleasure. Big part of what we do here at Talk Birdie to Me. It's time for the Masterclass. Any special music for the Masterclass? No, 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 no? Okay. no, no, no. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> just the uh, normal music. I think we need to. Well, no, just the normal <laughs> Just one. the normal okay. stuff. Um, I've, I've just loved the Camilo Vajegas story. I love the way he swings the club, and I love what his hips are doing. So many of the people that I play with and so many of the youngsters we see playing each week, Nick, um, 
they just get in the way of the of their, of their hands and the shots are going left and right. They don't really know why. The best players in the world give themselves space through impact to hit the golf ball. Uh, Greg Norman, uh, I love this. He he went and Butch Harmon tells this story that Greg, his hip, his right hip, the thing that he feels most is that the right hip goes straight back, and the weight goes to his heel. That's the first thing that he does. On the backswing. On the backswing, yep. exactly. And then on the way through, if you're good enough, then you can actually turn through if you need to. If you're all nice and connected at the top, if you, if your hip goes straight back and then on the way down, you start your downswing by turning your left hip in the same sort of manner, you'll have that much space. You won't know. You, you It'll be a different ball game for you. So uh, look out for our socials. I'll give you a couple of good drills to do it and what to feel. Uh, but like Chubbs Peterson Said the happy Gilmore. It's all, it's all in, in the, the hips. hips. <laughs> it's all in the hips. Good on you. All right. Cheers, all guys. Right. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Nico Hearn and Mark Allen's podcast, Talk Birdie to Me. And if you're looking for some new gear, Ping is absolute top class. Ping help you play your best. Contact your local golf shop or professional and they'll sort you out. And the Golf Clearance Outlet, who beat everyone's prices. They're in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth and online at golfclearanceoutlet.com.au. Got a favour to ask? Wherever you listen, if you get a chance to rate and review the pod, that would be fantastic. And if you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. Talk Birdies and his executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media and sound design is by Daryl Misson at loudzebra.com. Hey, you guys remember we had that caller from Napier in New Zealand maybe uh, two months ago, uh, Joe, who was a greenkeeper yeah. at the Awatoto Golf Course. Yeah, that's him. And he was talking about noise on the golf course and, and mm. you know, how he's trying to do the greenkeeping and he's got you know, people yeah. complain about the noise. Yeah. I was thinking about him on the weekend. Why? Because I was mowing the lawn. And as I'm, you know, my joint backs onto the fourth hole of Box Hill. Box, Box Hill, Hill Golf Course. Yeah. And I'm mowing the lawn in the backyard and there's some people uh, on the green. And I mm. thought, oh, I have to stop. I can't do it. So I've, I've turned the mower off while they've finished doing this. That's, that's what we've done there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've, I've become... We've I've, converted I've, him. I've been thinking about, I don't want to get in these guys' heads. I thought, I, you can't have a lawnmower going... <laughs> this time last year, you would not have done that, would you? No. Oh, no. He would, not a chance. You know what he would have done? <laughs> not a chance. You know what he would have done? He, wa- he would have waited for him to get to the top of the backswing and then started the lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.